Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Lindsay Tremarki, who guides women who are high achievers in the corporate space to level up their careers while learning how to prioritize themselves so they can build a career that they absolutely love. Beautiful. Lindsay, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, you're so, so welcome. So can you expand a bit more on, you know, where are you today with your business and who is it that you love to work with? Yeah. So right now I'm coaching full-time and I love to work with ambitious women who are just really high achievers, but feel like they're missing something somewhere. And they're doing all the things and they have all the things, but there's a nudge that's saying, why don't I feel great? Mm. So, um, and, you know, I think that we'll, we'll get into this, but I think for me and for my clients, a really big element is the spirituality pillar of their lives. And I'm really understanding what it's like to have a relationship with whatever it is you call it, God, universe, source, like nature, whatever that is, but Mm. having that like je ne sais quoi connection. So um, yeah, without going too long-winded, that's it in a nutshell. Well, excuse me, there's, we always talk about these pillars. We all have these pillars and damn it, it's not just one pillar. There are so many different aspects to this. There's the, the physical, there's the mental, there's the spiritual, there's the environmental. There's all these different planes that we work on. So I love that you focus on the spiritual pillar to have that. Sometimes there can be one pillar that is being overused, having too much focus on it. And maybe it's the crutch of all the rest. And sometimes there's one that's like, it's non-existent or we're out of alignment. So what is it from, from your perspective and maybe from your client's what do you find that they're missing time and time again that you have to help your clients either be aware of or help them sort of work through in an initial phase? Yeah, I mean, it depends on the client. I have a lot of high achieving, successful clients. So I think what ends up happening is they're thinking like I'm doing all the things that I'm not yielding the results. But what they're really missing is a self care routine, their non-negotiables, what they're doing Mm. every day to fill their cup. Because especially as mothers, 
We cannot show up for our family, for our business, for our households, for dinner, for all of the things, for the play dates without filling our own cups. And I think our society typically says like, you know, we're doing everything all at once and there's no time and it's selfish to take care of ourselves, but it's non-negotiable. It is non-negotiable. And I think from a, from a client's perspective, it's what do I have to do to fill my cup? And I think that's where the spirituality pillar comes in and really listening to their inner selves and saying, this feels right. This feels good. Mm. Um, so on, and, and this, this feels right. That's a beautiful phrase because I think so much is, especially with high achievers who are constantly pushing their accelerator into the next level. There is an element of it's a double-edged sword. It's glorious, but it can be, hold on, what are you missing here? What's the right direction for you? You've already gone miles down the road, but is that the right road for you? So to manage ourselves through this and pause and take time, sometimes it's out of, it seems like it's out of alignment, but actually it's, as you said, it's a necessity. It's it's the thing that you need. How do you help pause and bring people back in without slowing down their their acceleration productivity right yeah without i mean that's what a lot of clients come in concerned about like how am i going to do this program because i'm also so overcommitted in all these other areas um and what we dig into initially is Mm. getting the clarity so the first pillar of my program is clarity and in order to understand what you want so that you know where to go we have to look at some of the non, non, non-sexier non stuff. So we have to look at some of the limiting beliefs. We have to look at the behaviors that are showing up in your life, whether it's on a physical level or an emotional level, if they're showing up in your relationships. Um, we have to look at the patterns that are not serving you. And most of the time, those are coming from unresolved trauma. So once we start to address trauma on 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 many different levels it could be um it could be somatic healing it could be therapy it could be eft it could be alternative healing energy healing all the different ways all the the toolkit that i've accumulated over the last decade to 15 years of studying wellness and healing um that's where we start to say that's where my clients utilizing me and saying I didn't know where to find this information, but I have it and I have a resource. So now we open the door to a whole other room of doors that are going to open up to endless possibilities. So sometimes it's just about examining things in a different way and maybe a way that's a little bit more taboo um, to get to the answers that only you know, right? Like, yeah. So in this role, you're, you're, you're a guide, you're a facilitator. You are playing sort of second role to them because it's their show but you come with hey i've got this toolbox i've got all these modalities and you know they're not all gonna be right for you but there's gonna be some here that you're not aware of so removing that overwhelm and that stress which normally is self-created anyway so your clients come to you already overwhelmed already lacking the time but the chances are this is a it's a self-fulfilling prophecy they have no time they have no energy because of the fact they haven't got this in place. So how do you help them to overcome the the natural objection of, I don't have time for this. I don't have the energy. I need to do this. And then I'll come back and work on, on me. How yeah. would you help shine a light on 
on that because it sounds logical. No, 100%. I mean, listen, if it's not now, I ask my clients, like, how much longer can you live like this? What is life going to look like five years from now if you don't make a move? You can't afford to lose any more time. There are times, like, there's going to be crunch times. There are going to be crunch times in life. There are going to be times that are more uncomfortable. Those are the times that you level up. Those are the times that you take an honest look at yourself and say, I need to make a change and it has to happen now because if I wait even a second, a year passes. And we forget because we self-soothe, whether it's all the ways we self-soothe, self-soothe, social media, alcohol, whatever, TV. So um, we have to look at how, of what, what, what is the potential of life in the next five years for you if you start making real lasting change. Mm. I think and this comes back gonna... into your come back into your story because oh my gosh, you were at the point where it was like you were excelling within your career, doing things probably for other people rather than yourself. And once you caught yourself in the place of, ah oh, shit, yeah, I'm not happy. This isn't quite right. This isn't me. What was it like once you hit that moment and you had that? that sort of sliding doors moment, you know, you yeah. could turn I right. Love, I love you that you asked left. this question. I love that you asked this question because I think a lot of people think it's like an aha moment and then they leave and then they, they, they announce their resignation. They walk out the door and then they start living their passion. And that is not what happened, at least for me. It took a long time for me to have to sit in meeting after meeting saying, I am so effing miserable here. And, um, it was, and I was, but, but, but what I did realize is that during that time I was putting in all of the work in the back end. Mm -hmm. I was doing all the scenes behind, I was doing all the work behind the scenes that nobody knew. My friends didn't know my, you know, like my, my coworkers didn't know. So it's like this whole world is being built behind the scenes and what people see is a mom, a professional, and a high-functioning leader. But what they didn't see was this whole invisible world I was creating behind the scenes so that I could step into that when I was ready, when the time was ready. I had a family to support. I was earning, again, I was earning like a quarter million dollars a year. It was a big income for, you know, supporting our new home and our new family. And it wasn't a luxury that I had just to leave. And... um the so universe tell me about made that, it happen. <laughs> the picture painting there. Tell me about what was it like as you had maybe these fears and these doubts and maybe some panic moments as you started to do it. You knew what you wanted. You had this plan. You were driven to be obviously balancing these these two very separate worlds. However, that moment, we can't escape it. There's always a pause of shit. Okay. Am I really doing this? Is this going to work? What if it's too successful? What if it doesn't work? There are all these questions that come about. Absolutely. What was the thing that almost tripped you up? Um, I mean, I think listening to other people, right? Listening to other people. No, don't leave your job. Why would you do that? Why would you go into coaching? Because I think a lot of people think like coaching is not lucrative, that they're wrong. Coaching is a business that's completely busting at the seams and is just an amazing, amazing growth trajectory. 
So anyone looking to become a coach, like this is the right time. Um, but you know, when you say, Hey, I work in commercial real estate for, you know, public fortune, Starbucks and Mawa and all these international, these international companies, and you have this big job and it's scary for people to think you're going to start over, but mm. um, it comes from such a caring, loving, beautiful place laced with yes. their own fears, their own doubts, maybe their feelings of guilt that they wish they could have done it, but they couldn't. So to see you making moves, about to make a move, already doing it, it might bring in, you spoke about trauma earlier, it may bring in other people's. So I love to shine lights on, hey, is this yours? Is it your fear? Is it theirs? Because we can transfer this over and other people can be so powerful, especially when it comes from a place of, or it seems like it's coming from a place of care, right? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I think as a news coach, you, you have to know who to listen to and you have to know who to talk to about certain things. Mm. Um, you know, my husband is an entrepreneur. He has started numerous businesses throughout his life. He's very successful. He doesn't know about the coaching industry. He just doesn't. So there is certain advice I'll take from him and certain things I just won't talk to him about because he doesn't understand, even though he means so well. Mm. It's not his wheelhouse. So we have to be strategic. That's something I teach is like strategy. Like just talking about before waiting, waiting mm. for the time because you can't just, it's not a wise move for everybody to just up and leave all of a sudden. You have to be strategic in your actions and in starting your business and what information you take from who and what coaches to work with and all of the things. Mm. So I love this conversation. I think it's so I think it's so important. Well, let's let's double tap on that. Is it helpful in this moment? Now, there's a question to always hold with us. So taking this example and moving it to the current day. So is it helpful in this moment? What do you need right now that you've hit uh, the sort of next level with your business? You're growing. You've seen some, some traction. Obviously, in your personal life, there is family. There are things happening. There's so much that you are juggling what's what's helpful for you right now and what's what do you find yourself needing to do or want to do but it's like damn it it's it's, it's not the right time it's not the right thing you know it's really interesting that you said that because like we can have it all but not all at once right that's the saying um and i just had an email yesterday that another coach shared with me and it said that it was so funny it spoke to me so deeply because the the author of the email said, there's only like five to 15 people that are going to be thought leaders. So your goals to come in as an a coach of influence and like the next Tony Robbins, it's ego-based. And usually those thought leaders are formed in the back scenes in really ugly situations where they didn't even realize they were going to be thought leaders. So I think there's a level of humility that we have to come to this industry with as coaches mm. to help people, right? And to grow ourselves personally. Um, but I think that for, for me um, right now, in terms of I'm growing a baby. So I have dealt with the first trimester of being sick and exhausted and managing my energy levels and figuring out, okay, like I'm starting this coaching business. Is it going to be 
you know, what are my growth projections? What's going to happen after the baby is born? And, you know, I think there's a level of worry and anticipation, but I got really good advice and it's just sort of like, keep going. You know, as mothers, we are not, we are not like having a child does not take away our energy. It gives us reserves. We have a new sense of purpose. We have a new drive. We have new reasons to succeed Mm -hmm. in meaningful ways. So I think that um, historically I've managed my energy by, 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 by holding back. And I think now at this point in my journey, I've learned that there are certain things that need to get done every day, no matter what. And that is not, that is not negotiable. It's not, you know, I have to exercise, meditate and do my mindset every single day, no matter what, even if I'm tired, even if I don't feel good, because that's going to fill my cup. Mm. So um, managing my, my energy and just in different ways, right. We learn to manage it in different ways. And when you go from working in corporate to having to manage other people's expectations of you, to then having to manage yourself, it's a whole different ball game. Oh yeah. There's brand new skills come into play. So let's, let's play on the concept of, you know, you, you said you're, you're, you're growing a baby. I'm like, which one, your business or your, your actual human exactly baby. Right. So exactly in the first right. trimester, you're feeling sick, you're feeling tired. And again, I'm like, what, you mean first trimester of your business or pregnancy? These, they mirror so well. Um, yeah. So how, how has it been for you during these initial phases of your business when you feel like, yeah, I do feel sick. I do feel tired. I, I sometimes, I, this is all brand new. I don't know what I'm doing. Or you're worried about, well, once you, you know, birth this program then it's like oh it's not a case of that's done it's like now on to the next level now we have to fulfill and serve and we get to be there and see it come into and grow itself and then you have the clients and their needs so there's always that that next level of growth the similarities i think are from a guy who's never given birth so i'll always hold space for that <laughs> the similarities sound like ah oh, isn't it funny Right. No, a hundred percent. I mean, listen, we're not like, I'm not growing in a silo right now. I'm not growing. The goal is to not grow in silos. The goal is to not have my business grow to a seven figure level and then suffer at my health and family's expense. The -hmm. goal is to build silos as a foundation throughout my life in different areas of my life. So if that means needing to slow down a little bit, like we there is time. There is time. The goal is the, I mean, we always, you know, Aerosmith, life's a journey, not a destination. We're not, once we get to the top of the mountain, it's like, did we enjoy our time getting there? Because that result is not going to yield us fulfillment. The journey is going to yield fulfillment. Mm. But so, on this journey, we have to be able to manage ourselves, as you keep saying. So what's one of the principles we coach, listen to the whispers before they become screams. Now, there Absolutely. is so much to this and it's so easy to overlook. But what what are your whispers? What are the things that you can see now you've been through it? It's like, OK, here is a challenge. Something's happening. If I ignore this, you know, you're going to fall down, destroy something. There'll be some triggers happening. What are your little whispers that you know are? I know me. I need to pause and see what's going on or need to take more time. What are they? 
Um, they've changed over the years. Right now, if I'm not if I'm not doing my non-negotiables every day, that's a whisper. That's like something's wrong. Like you need to be, I need to be meditating, exercising, and doing mindset every day, hands down. Mm-hmm. Um, more subtle um, whispers are self-talk. So, um, what am I saying to myself? How am I feeling? And um, anger outbursts. Right. So if I'm getting road rage or if I'm getting really short with my husband or my daughter, something is not working. Mm. So um, the meditation plays a big piece in coming to terms with listening to yourself and identifying the feelings. I think that's Mm. where a lot of us go wrong is that we're not identifying our feelings. We're focused on the action. So for you, it's those those telltale signs that I just snapped. I just did this. <laughs> okay, it is time to pause. So that that awareness, I mean, that comes with experience. We get to see this. Um, but it's so interesting. These, these triggers traditionally come from a place of, hey, what have I been avoiding? So to be able to manage yourself, whether it is through exercise, whether it is through meditation, whatever modalities that you use, it comes back down to there is something I have been avoiding. hundred so percent. It's not even just, it's not even just um, personal management. It's business management. If I'm avoiding doing content, if I'm avoiding, if I'm avoiding generating leads, if I'm avoiding messaging people, that's another thing. Like that's yeah. another. So thing what is it for you right now? What What is the one thing you're like, get yeah, hands up. Here's what I'm avoiding right now. And content. content. <laughs> that's why I'm doing this podcast. I mean, I, I have been putting off content. I'm good at content, but I'm just procrastinating. So it's learning how to manage those energy reserves. Let's go, let's go down, not across. So content you've been avoiding. What is it for you? What is it that prompts you, whether it's a fear or a doubt or an overwhelm that comes into play when you know that you should be doing content? I think that for me right now, I'm in many and just like many people on social media, learning how to batch content is essential for a healthy business. Because if you don't batch content and you just put out content ad hoc, it becomes extremely draining and it leads to burnout. So I have not batched. So my struggle is um, putting a content schedule together, which I have done. And then having that content schedule like resonate with me for as long as it needs to resonate. So I'll have like a month's worth of content planned out and then I'll come back to do it in a week and I'll be like, these these topics don't resonate with me anymore. So sometimes just, sometimes any content is better than no content. Mm. So I think that that's what I'm grappling with right now. It's like, it doesn't have to be perfect. It yeah. just has to get done. Well, that trait, what you're describing there, that that inspiration. I mean, we all have these times where we have this great idea. Then we come back to it an hour, a day, a week later. It's like, oh, it, it feels different now. The, the, the flavor's gone. It doesn't, I was so wrapped up in this. It's like, it's the greatest thing ever. And then, huh, I'm reading the same words here, but the feeling has gone. So how is that showing up for you in terms of like inspiration and the connection that you have with your content and your message? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think sometimes when I go just taking this batch content, for example, um, you batch content, you write a content calendar because you're being productive and you're doing something you're supposed to do 
that's on your list, right? This is what I need to do. I'm going to do it. And sometimes you rush through things and it doesn't resonate later. So typically I'm never at a loss of what to talk about, but to put every, put all of those amazing inspired thoughts in one place at one time, I have not mastered that skill yet. So Mm. did I answer your question? (laughs) Yeah. May I offer you some, some challenging concepts there because we're, we're all told, here's what you need to do. You need to batch content. You need to do this. You need to make sure you can split it for this amount of social media platforms. And whilst that is true for a lot of people, I think what you've been saying earlier about what's what's right for you, what do you want? Let's bring that into this concept. So if it doesn't feel right, if it's draining, you just said you can, you know what you're talking about. You can drop in the content, but finding the right way for you, what fuels you? Just because other people say you can't split it doesn't mean you can't. So with this, bring in a bit more. <laughs> how about we bring in a bit more play into this high achieving world of it's the right thing for you? Certainly. Um, no, I, I hear that. I think I think definitely prioritizing fun and play is an opportunity for generally speaking, most high achieving professionals. You know, anyone, any any high achieving, even entrepreneur, like prioritizing play is definitely an essential pillar of health. So I think I think that generally speaking, if I am not hitting certain metrics in my business every mm-hmm. week or every day, I would say every week, that I know that I'm falling short. So just learning how to get comfortable and play with the process of streamlining it is what mm. I'm learning and what I'm struggling with right now the most. Yeah. So how can you play with this concept and really dive into, okay, so the content creation, the batching, what, given the choice, blue sky thinking, how do you want to, what, what would work for you? <laughs> um, I mean, just having a, like, I, I, I wouldn't really be putting out that much content. So I'm not somebody that's putting out daily content. Um, I'm also not managing numerous platforms like a lot of people are told to. Um, I'm managing one platform and that my main platform is LinkedIn. So I really only will post two videos a week and maybe do a live and that feels comfortable. That feels doable. And when it comes down to it, those videos are no longer than one minute typically. So I can watch, I, I could, I could sit down and create content for a month at that, at that rate. Um, but I know that like posting every day, going live on Instagram, doing all the things, posting all the little stories, that's going to burn me out. My mm-hmm. energy is best served elsewhere. Some people love it. Some people are fueled by yeah. But for me, oh, and, and hell yeah, and behind every every huge account is is not just one person. The the drive exactly. for you as a solopreneur to the CEO is okay. That's not your jam. Super. So you know that's going to be outsourced. What is going to help you? And do you need to be on all twelve social media platforms, or do you specialize in just one? And you are the expert in there you know it like the back of your hand that you can turn it up dial it down it works for you so that understanding is again back to your point what's right for you 
Right. How do you want to work? How do you want to show up? Where do you want to show up? This is a choice. We not always have to be led by, here's exactly what you need to do. So I love that you have the ability to put yourself in control. As long as then we're aware that we are in control, right? Yeah. Well, that's what that goes back to the, to the thing that we talked about earlier is in terms of making sure you're listening to people who know what, you know, who are aligned with what your, your goal is, mm. right? We can listen to so many different, <laughs> that's why I start, that's one of the hardest parts of starting a business because you go on oh, online and you get, you have to have the funnel, you have to have the TikTok, you have to have all, all these things. And it's like, no, that's not, it's, it's, it's a recipe for overwhelm and it's a recipe for just an unsuccessful business because you feel burnt out and you're not doing the things that are um, making you shine as bright as you could. And it's inherited beliefs, inherited fears, inherited um, you know, levels of awareness. I mean, we talk about podcasts before. Oh my gosh, yeah, podcasts. You need to have an audience. You need to have your platforms. You need to have technology. You need, need It needs time before you can monetize. We're like, hell no. We start our podcast with zero audience, zero experience, zero technology, and monetize it from day one. Is it possible? You betcha. Can you make it really, really hard? <laughs> yeah, you can. So it's what you're willing to listen to. What's actually true? And this is relevant to every aspect of business. So yeah, listen to the right people. Trusting yourself. Listen to your whispers, your blast of inspiration. What's the right thing for you? So hey, Lindsay, thank you so much for, for sharing your insights, your journey. And behind the scenes, as, as you grow, both your your baby and your baby. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. This is a fun conversation. Well, thanks for being here. And look, if people want to find out more about you and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? They can find me um, through my website, which is .com. It's, uh We'll have a link in the bio for you guys. And um, I'm primarily on LinkedIn, Lindsay Tremarki Richter. Uh, and those are the two main sources right now. So I look forward to hearing from you. Perfect. Everyone go check that out. But again, Lindsay, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. Yeah. Have a great day. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.